Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on September 5th, 2019. And I know that everybody is expecting me to talk about Brexit and the storm that has taken place in the United Kingdom uh, with the defection of one Tory MP to the recent vote uh, that... Uh, the Remainers want to put up in the House of Commons to extend the deadline on the Brexit vote. And uh, then Prime Minister Johnson's taking the whip away from, I think, 21 of his own Tory party members uh, who basically are opposed to the whole Brexit idea. There's quite a storm, and I watched the Prime Minister's questions uh, yesterday and uh, today, and it, Johnson is wanting a general election now, and the Labour opposition is saying no way, and <coughs> on and on we could go, <coughs> pardon me, but it's so complicated at this point that it's very difficult to comment on what may happen now. But in any case, I ran across a story that really captured my attention. And this is therefore going to be one of the strangest news and views I've done in a long time, because it's not about politics or geopolitics or economics or anything like that. It's about technology and a recent discovery that had me scratching my head because it may or may not, and I grant you folks this morning, I'm crawling way out to the end of the twig of speculation on this one. It has me scratching my head about a story that was in the news, the corporate news, just a few years ago, and still is. And it's a story that I have always had the feeling that there's a lot more to that we're not being told and that something is very, very fishy. So we'll get to that. But the story that made me think of the other story is an article, believe it or not, that appeared on fizz.org. Okay, and that's a site that I occasionally visit to keep up with what's going on in science and particularly in the realm of physics. And this article is titled, Eminent Scientist's 160-Year-Old Theory Aids Light Wave Discovery. And this is a very short article. I want to read the whole thing because there's one little thing in it that made me think of this other story and all of the strangeness surrounding it. And here we go. Quote, a previously unknown type of light wave has been discovered by researchers based on the pioneering work of a 19th century Scottish scientist. Equations developed by renowned mathematician and physicist James Clark Maxwell have helped to reveal, listen carefully, how crystals can be manipulated to produce a distinctive form of light waves. The phenomenon, recently named the Diakonoff-Voigt waves, could have a range of useful applications, such as improving biosensors to screen blood samples or developing fiber optic circuits 
that transfer data more efficiently. And let me read that one again, folks, because that's the paragraph that made me think of the other story. Let me read it again. The phenomenon, recently named diakonoff voigt waves, could have a range of useful applications such as improving biosensors used to screen blood samples or developing fiber optic circuits that transfer data more efficiently. Scientists and engineers from the University of Edinburgh and Pennsylvania State University made the discovery by analyzing how light, which travels in the form of waves, interacts with certain naturally occurring or man-made crystals. And let me stop and remind you listeners who may not be aware of the kind of scientific discussions that we have in my website in the members area of something that I've said many times. DNA or the genome is itself a, an aperiodic crystal, okay? That's very important to what my speculation is. They found that diakonoff voigt waves are produced at a specific region known as an interface where crystals meet another material, such as oil or water. These waves can be produced using certain types of crystal whose optical properties depend on the direction in which light passes through them. The team identified the wave's unique properties using mathematical models that incorporated equations developed by James Clark Maxwell. Since the mid-1800s, research on how light interacts with crystals has built on the work of Maxwell, who studied at the University of Edinburgh from the age of 16. Diakonoff voigt waves, named after two leading scientists, diminish as they move away from the interface, a process called decay, and travel only in a single direction. The other types of so-called surface waves decay more quickly and travel in multiple directions. Tom Mackay of the University of Edinburgh School of Mathematics, who jointly led the study, said diakonoff voigt waves represent a step forward in our understanding of how light interacts with complex materials and offer opportunities for a range of technological advancements. And that's the end of the article. So what's the story that I thought of when I read that? And let me read once again the crucial paragraph that made me think of it. The phenomenon, recently named diakonoff voigt waves, could have a range of useful applications, here it comes, such as improving biosensors used to screen blood samples. And when I read that, I immediately thought of the startup Silicon Valley Company that was started, uh, I think, in, what, 2003, somewhere in there. Two, pardon me. Yeah, I think 2003, somewhere in there, called Theranos, T-H-E-R-A-N-O-S, or Theranos, by a lady in the United States by the name of Elizabeth Holmes. Now, if you know this story, that company is now under indictment, as is Elizabeth Holmes, the founder of the company, for securities fraud in the United States. In other words, this company, which was once valued in the billions of dollars and was one of those amazing success stories that was paraded in the American media, was eventually found to be fraudulent. 
Elizabeth Holmes had the idea that you did not need to take huge samples of blood to test for various diseases or proneness to diseases. Her claim was that she wanted to develop a technology that you could take a simple drop of blood and use that one sample to screen for a multitude of diseases. And she created or claimed to have created a technology called the Edison machine, which was a little box. And her goal was to have home testing, have these units in your home so that you could test yourself. You didn't have to go to the doctor, go through the expensive process of having massive amounts of blood drawn and sent off to a lab and so on, that this could all be done in a tiny little box. And she even persuaded at one point the American pharmaceutical uh, a pharmacy company named Walgreens to step in and kind of sponsor this. And she was going to set up these testing stations in Walgreens, all right, using this little device that was called an Edison machine. Now, if you're familiar with the story, a Wall Street investigative reporter by the name of Gary Carreyrou started doing a series of articles on Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes and her claims and basically pointed out that this machine was a black box. Theranos never, ever revealed how it was supposed to work, nor what appeared to be an absurd claim on Holmes' part that you didn't need to take massive amounts of blood. You could screen for all types of diseases using a tiny drop of blood. Now, here's the rub. If you're not familiar with this story, and if I recommend that you kind of go look at it, there's even an article on, on uh, Wikipedia that you can consult and that kind of reviews this whole story. Kerry Rue eventually wrote up a series of articles in the Wall Street Journal and then eventually published a book about the fraud of this Edison machine and the claims of Theranos to be able to take a tiny drop of blood and do all sorts of screening with that one sample. But they never revealed how they were doing it, and eventually they had to send their samples to conventional laboratories and have it analyzed in the conventional way, but they never revealed anything about this black box. Okay, now, here's the rub. At the height of Theranos' success, when it was a multi-billion dollar Silicon Valley startup, okay, they had a number of people on the board of Theranos, people like uh, Riley Bechtel of the Bechtel Corporation, former U.S. Secretary of State George Shultz, James Mattis, the Trump Secretary of State for a brief period of time, Henry Kissinger, you know, people like this were all connected to Theranos. And that means military industrial complex folks. Now, there's one obvious reason why the military would be interested in that kind of technology, because you could use it in the field to do testing for soldiers in, and get results right away without, you know, having to go to a lab and so on and so forth. So there were lots of potential applications for this device if they got it to work, which they never did. Now, the problem here is being a black box, no one has ever really inquired 
as to why you would get such big names involved in that if indeed the black box simply was concealing fraud. And I suspect that this little article about using light and crystals may have been a part of the technology or the at least the conceptualization of the technology that may have been behind Theranos that they didn't want to talk about. That there was an electromagnetic component to this device and therefore to the medicine that they were attempting to deliver and to the diagnosis that they were attempting to deliver using light. Now, that may sound far-fetched and crazy until you remember that the Soviet Union did all sorts of experimentation with the electromagnetic signature, not only of diseases, but of healthy cells, and discovered that you could actually induce one or the other by overlaying an electromagnetic template or signature of those things. And you also have to remember the case of Royal Raymond Reif, a fellow that was run out of the American Medical Association for his claim to be able to treat cancer and cure it with simple vibration. Now imagine if you had a technology that you could take a single drop of blood and analyze and screen that blood. Well, how would you do that? The problem is to make that kind of claim in the first place, you cannot do it with conventional chemical analysis. That's why you need more blood for conventional chemical analysis to do all sorts of screening. But one drop of blood implies a very different conceptualization. And I suspect that maybe, and I realize, guys, I'm crawling way out on the end of the twig, but when you get those kinds of people involved in a multi-billion dollar startup and a black box device that no one ever really got any sufficient explanation as to how it was supposed to work, and now the founder of the company is sitting uh, in a federal court under indictment for fraud, something tells me that we may be looking at perhaps at least part of the conceptualization behind the initial claim because conventional science wouldn't do it. And if she was able, as she, as she was, to talk people like that into becoming board members, that means that she must have told them something that caught their attention and got their interest. They're not going to be involved in something that's simply a black box concealing fraud. So there's something about this story, and maybe the cat was just let out of the box. And if that's the case, then it's also revealing of something else. All of these things uh, with Theranos and its claims happened a few years ago. And now, finally, there's something in the news that may indicate that there was something behind her claims. So the lag time here is also what I'm interested in. You've got a claim that was made a few years ago, and now you've got something coming out that says, yeah, this has potential medical applications for what? for biosensing, for doing blood testing, and so on and so forth. So a very, very interesting development. Sorry, guys, I couldn't talk about Brexit. I couldn't let this one go. When I smell a technological uh, dot to connect, especially one to a company that big at one time, uh, there's something up. That's just my intuition. That's, that's, that's my high-octane speculation of the day, and I know I crawled way off the end of the twig. 
but I couldn't resist this one. And I want to thank the individual that sent me that article <coughs> from phys.org because when I read it, that was the first thing that popped into my mind, Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes and this whole multi-billion dollar fraud black box device scheme that uh, is part of the public narrative because I never really felt that that narrative went far enough explaining how she got away with supposedly just plain old fashioned fraud for so long. All right. That's, th that's the big problem that's never been resolved to my mind sufficiently in the public record. So go look that one up folks. Look up that article. When I get this posted on the website, do a little reading on Theranos uh, on Wikipedia and so on. And I think you'll see how strange <laughs> and weird the story really is. Um, that is, uh, to me, this is to me this is huge news. Anyway, I know you guys wanted me to talk about Brexit and Boris Johnson and all of that stuff, but I couldn't resist this one, guys. I really, really couldn't. Um, as for Bojo, uh, he's got his work cut out for him. But you know, to me, it's very telling. Just as a, a as a matter of record, it's very telling that the opposition to him does not want to have a general election, and that. That, to me, says it all uh, right there. Anyway, that's it. It's a short news and views today, folks, but it's a big one, in my opinion. Uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Don't forget, uh, there's no vid chat this weekend. There will be one uh, a week from this Friday. My schedule's kind of all mixed up this month. That's why I've kind of had to change things around. So there's no vid chat tomorrow. Uh, there will be one a week from tomorrow. So I hope to see everybody there. Get your good questions all lined up and ready to go. Anyway, that's it for today's news and views, folks. Thanks a lot, folks, for tuning in. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless.